I feel like I hit the jackpot with these Jolly Rancher gummies. Sorry to cut you off. I just noticed and I wanted to say something. There was only like two lemon and one orange in the whole bag. And the rest is all watermelon, cherry, and grape. Those are the best flavors. Right. I don't know about grape. Uh, sorry. I'd, I'd, I'd I love grape the grape. Aside. Oh, man. What? You don't like things t- tasting like Diamond Tap? No. Mm. N- no. <laughs> Dude, I would drink Diamond Tap if you let me. Oh, no. <laughs> Grape soda is one of my favorites, man. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I, I, I would be okay grape with soda. grape soda, but no cough medicine. No, no. Yes. You don't like grape jolly grape ranchers? Flavored to- oh, come on. <laughs> no, come on. Grape jolly ranchers don't do it. No, really? no, not for me. No. So, are you like an apple kind of guy? I do like the green apple. Yeah, yeah. I always like cherry and watermelon the best, personally. Those are probably still my favorites, but if I had to choose grape. between grape and green apple, green apple. Great. You guys are fucking weird. I don't even know why I'm doing this <laughs> podcast with you. Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And Mike Bradley. Hey guys, it's Mike from the Sweet and Savory Couple. You can check us out at facebook.com slash the Sweet and Savory Couple or at sweetandsavorycouple.com and check out some awesome food you can learn how to cook from me and other stuff from my wife. <laughs> you actually had like a little spiel to go through now. I didn't. I didn't want to tell you it was coming because then I felt like I'd be nervous and I'd mess it up, you know. And I Very- like actually see it's my fault because I completely forgot to ask you beforehand. Is like, is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> but you <laughs> what took if care I of have it. Stuff it's I all want good. To plug? Andy, do you have anything I, to plug? <laughs> are, you, are you making recipes and putting them online as well? No. <laughs> do you have any anything creative outside of the podcast going on that we should know about? No. <laughs> That's why we have you on. Uh, yeah, Mike, I don't know. Do you want to give any more details about what your your side project? Um, my wife is extremely good at baking, and I can cook. Um, it, <laughs> it's honestly, it's just something we're throwing together because I, I think from feedback from family, friends, ourselves, our own taste buds, we're kind of realizing that we're both pretty damn good at doing what we do. Um. And that we should probably try and share it with people. Um, yeah, you know, in the long run, we'd like to maybe try and make a run at making money off of it somehow. But for now, it's just putting it out there and letting people try the recipes if they want to try and make them. Helping people figure out, you know, if you ever wanted to make your own barbecue sauce, how would you go about it? Well, I'm gonna, you know, I've got two recipes up already. I've got more coming. Um, there's a honey barbecue coming soon and chipotle barbecue coming soon. Um, there's a, you know, for any listeners currently, there's a raspberry barbecue sauce up there and a, uh, mustard bourbon barbecue sauce up there. Um, my wife's stuff often looks a lot better than mine. Uh, <laughs> it, well, she's a baker. She's very meticulous about making things look very pretty. I have um, seen the pictures. The pictures look fantastic. 
Yes, I'm not. I'm actually not allowed to take pictures for our <laughs> uh, posts anymore because evidently I don't do a good enough job of like presenting things and making them look as good on the plate or like cleaning the table around the plate before I take the picture. Um, th- things along those lines, I'm not very good at. But I don't have that eye. I just make stuff that tastes good and <laughs> I eat it. Good enough. Uh, but yeah, you know, so far it's been mostly focused on barbecue, but I'm trying to not just focus on that but it is summertime so yeah yeah, that's that's a lot of the more interesting stuff that i'm cooking is coming off the grill um but as i said some of her things are more complicated so far i've posted a couple complicated things i'm also trying to dumb it down a little bit so it's not all like here's a brisket that takes 12 hours to cook good luck (laughs) um which you know it's a great thing to learn how to do it but very uh Time-consuming, and I don't think a lot of people are going to use that information as much as, say, like I posted the bolognese sauce the other day. You know, that's something you can put, throw together in less than an hour with a grocery store trip, you know. So, okay, it, it's a simple thing to go and do, and I'm going to try and have a little bit of both for your very experienced people and your inexperienced people. Cool. Uh, and, you know, eventually... You know, we get enough followers. We're trying to get most of my wife's Instagram followers. That's where this all really started. Um, is that Amy, for a long time, has had a Instagram and Facebook following for her baking. Um, we're trying to get as many of them over to our blog as possible. Because she has some, like, 750 followers Damn. for her baking stuff. Yeah. And so far, we're, like, right around 100 on the blog. So we're trying, you know, to be like, hey, folks, we're doing this over here now. Could you, you know, come to this side if you want to check this stuff out? And I think you officially have more followers on your thing than, than on the Facebook page for the show. Congratulations, uh, you've surpassed the podcast. <laughs> I will, you know what? If the, I'm not sure if that's happened yet. I will, I will <laughs> look at, into the numbers. And if so, we can, you know, trade back and forth. Maybe we can get some viewers going both ways, you know. Um, that would be great. Yeah, Either if you like way, this food, listen to this show. <laughs> if you, if you like no, this food, there's no segue the whatsoever. Who cooks it is going to show up on Brian's show, <laughs> and you can see how much of a jackass he is before you try out his recipes. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it the the two things don't really you know hit the same marketing aspects. There's a Venn diagram somewhere where this works. But I just can't. I, I can't I'm that just, Venn diagram. <laughs> I, you know, like just nerdify your recipes a little bit. Just title them like Iron Man's barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Can have my wife make Lembus bread. <laughs> Thanos' purple jelly. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> just spray it all over the sandwich. <laughs> um, but. That said, the latest post is up, and it's actually, I think, the best thing that my wife has made that's been posted yet, and that is the peach bacon and brie starburst bread. Um, that stuff is amazing. So, and it, if you know how to make bread, it's really easy to make. Nice. If you don't know how to make bread, well, you got to learn how to make bread first. <laughs> go for that. Uh, and it's delicious. How could it go wrong with peach bacon and brie? I mean, it's, yeah. Nice. Well, if uh, if you're one of the few people that actually uh, take the time to listen to this and want to check out some sweet recipes, check out the Sweet and Savory Couple. 
Mike, Mike can direct you. We can, we can provide links somewhere, somewhere, so that everyone can find what Absolutely. they need to. Absolutely, I will. You post this up. I will post links back and forth, and we'll be all set. That sounds like a plan. It's it's rare that I have people on here that actually have things to plug. Well, so, Ian plugs a lot of things, but I'm I've checked a couple of them, and they're not real. But maybe, I, I don't even want to know what kind of internet rabbit holes you went down searching for some of his stuff. Well, he would say such and such and such and such dot com, and I would go and like, no, nah, that's not a thing. Or oh, okay, <laughs> that's porn. You know, like most of it was porn <laughs> or linked to porn in some uh, way. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me with him. Um, whether that was accidental or just because half the stuff he talks about is like anime hentai shit, anyways, I don't, I'm not sure. Probably a little both. Yeah, but so I'm plugging something real. This is not a rabbit hole. This is you know actually happening. Sweet. <laughs> Get it? Sweet. All right. Uh, all right. Segue. There's no segue for this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into what we intended to do on the episode now. So my intention for this week was to try to play catch up on some movie trailers or well, really movie trailer or two that I think I wanted to try to cover that we sort of skipped over and wanted to come back to and try to maybe do some headlines. But then this past week saw a bunch of movie trailers all get released this week. So now we've jam packed this episode just with movie trailers to talk about. And we'll try very hard not to get bogged down with them, because I think sometimes we do get hung up on the movie trailers, and these, these can go forever. So we're trying to fit in six trailers on this list. It's going to be kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so I, you know, we got to blame, I think, these movie studios for, for releasing at least five of these, all within like three days of each other. So this is, And I probably could have added one or two more today, but I was like, no, this is enough. Just go with what we have. Uh, so on tap, we're probably going to try to talk about uh, two Spider-Man movies. There will be two animated movies. I guess technically three if you count one of the Spider-Man movies, too. Uh, and two movies, I'm not quite sure how these guys will feel about them, but uh, we'll we'll talk about them when we get there. Um, first up, we're going to do the latest trailer for a movie we've talked about previously on some of these episodes, uh, Venom. Uh, this trailer, though, at least the one we're trying to watch, is probably about a month and a half old at this point. I think it came out like right before Infinity War. Um, and since we've talked about this movie on previous episodes and the confusing nature of it, I'm going to try to revisit this. Um, you know, we try to revisit this movie in particular just to see if anybody's opinions have changed since maybe the last time we talked about it based on newer trailers and other marketing and stuff that comes out. But... For anyone that's coming to this maybe new and hasn't really gone back and listened to episodes where we talked about this movie previously and this whole Spider-Man, Sony, Marvel bullshit that's going on, um, I will try my best to summarize this as quickly as possible. So consider this my my little uh, refresher uh, uh, as best as I can. Um, basically, Sony owns the rights to the Spider-Man movies. They made five previous Spider-Man movies... And before they sort of gave up and tried to rethink their strategy, that strategy led them to making a deal with Marvel Studios, which is owned by Disney. So this allowed Spider-Man to be part of the MCU, make his debut in Captain America Civil War, and get to play with all the other Marvel heroes that are part of the MCU. And on the surface, that sounds all well and good. However, Sony still retains the movie rights to this character. Spider-Man is not back with Marvel. This is a confusing thing for a lot of people. Sony is essentially letting Marvel borrow the character. So what this means is that Sony is perfectly capable of making their own Spider-Man movies that have nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
which is where Venom is supposed to fit. It is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I believe Sony wants to use this to kickstart their own Spider-Man shared universe, but they also tried that tried to do that before with Amazing Spider-Man 2. That movie tanked, and then Sony got right back into this troubled uh, thing, what to do with Spider-Man, so that was where the whole Marvel deal came out in the first place. And to throw a bigger wrench into this whole thing to make it even more confusing is there are rumors that Tom Holland will show up in this movie. I don't even know... I, I, it's it's so fucking hard to follow. <laughs> I can't even yes, follow my is. notes, which I wrote down to try to prepare myself for all this crap. <sighs> yeah, I don't even... Before we even get to the trailer, because I feel like we're going to get bogged down talking about this Sony Spider-Man crap, but just on the point of Tom Holland possibly cameoing in Venom, what do you guys think if of that... It's a rumor at this point. It's not confirmed. Do you think that's a good idea, bad idea? What do you think of that? You can't have Venom without Spider-Man. So I think it kind of needs to happen, as confusing as it may be. I personally would prefer them to just cast their own Spider-Man. And have this just be, you know, very 100%. Because as soon as Tom Holland enters the Spider-Man, this is part of the MCU. Whether, Whether or not... Sony and Marvel want to say it, audiences are going to see this as part of the MCU as soon as Tom Holland comes in. Well, I don't like that. Um, Like, I don't don't want Sony's input affecting the MCU in any way. Right. And that's just, I know what Sony's done with movies in the past, and some good, some bad, but I, I really just want the MCU to be the MCU. Um, don't get me wrong, if they want to let Kevin Feige come in and do his thing and be in charge of the story, you know, storylines and how it's going to tie into the MCU, fine. If not, leave the MCU out of it and just cast your own Spider-Man for this. Even if they go, you know, the route of the other Spider-Man movie we're talking into a Miles Morales, um, I'm fine with that. Because then it's not... Peter Parker, it's not the same Spider-Man, so it's not as confusing for people having two Peter Parkers in two different universes at the same time. Yeah. It's just Miles Morales and they move on. Um, that's what I would prefer to see. But if Tom Holland shows up in this movie, I'll just kind of sigh and say like, well, I hope this movie's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I was surprised I'm, at the beginning of the trailer that uh, it actually, you know, it said Sony movies and then it said in association with Marvel Studios. I was I was surprised to see that. Well, it doesn't say Marvel Studios. It says in association with Marvel. Oh, Since, I thought it said Studios. Yeah, because Marvel Studios is its own thing. Marvel is just the brand under Disney for all, you know, characters and licenses and stuff like that. And that's the difference. You you nailed it, Andy. It says, in association with. It doesn't say Marvel Studios, which is what is the MCU equivalent of, hey, we are part of this universe and we can all play together. So that should be sort of like one red flag for people, but all people are going to see is the Marvel logo and say, oh, it's, it's, you know, with the other ones. Yep. And I agree with Andy. I think Venom's origin needs to be tied to Spider-Man. But I'm also with you, Mike. I don't want it to be Tom Holland. So, I also, 
I think I agree with you, Mike, that if they're going to do Spider-Man, recast Spider-Man. Put someone else in, in the costume, be Peter Parker, and just have two. Yes, it's going to be confusing, but it's a lot more confusing if Tom Holland shows up in this movie. And even to possibly throw another wrench in this whole thing, if Tom Holland shows up, are we assured that he's going to play Peter Parker? Or is this going to be like just Tom Holland showing up as like a fun little cameo? Like, oh, he's Spider-Man in the other movies, but he's just some random bystander number one in this movie. If they did that, that. I would laugh my ass off. And I think that would be really awesome if they did that. And I'd prefer that, actually. You still don't think that'd be confusing for people that just recognize Tom Holland? No, if you recognize Tom Holland, you'd just be like, ha that's Spider-Man. Let let him be J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Like, Like, I think if they... If he shows up not as Peter Parker, someone has to call him not Peter Parker. Right. Like, call him by by another character name so that people understand this is not the Peter Parker you are used to. It's somebody Either else. Either that or somebody comes up and be like, hey, Peter. And he's like, my name's not Peter. <laughs> oh, that I'd like that. That yeah. I'd be fine with. Or, or put him in disguise. They had like the Deadpool 2 Matt Damon and uh, Alan Tudyk thing. Where they're there and you can tell that's Matt Damon's voice. Just never get a good shot at their face or anything like that. Yeah, like, you can tell it's him, but he's definitely in costume as somebody else. As much as I like Tom Holland, I don't think he's that recognizable that if you put him in makeup, you're not gonna, you're gonna be able to tell who it is. I think if he did the Mr. Stark thing and, you know, I don't want to go, people would get it. Like, if he did a line that he's famous for like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I, with that, I think it's a fine line. I think if, if you're using, like, that's a, almost like a little bit too on the nose for me. I liked, I liked Andy's idea of, like, saying, like, Peter, shouldn't you help, like, do something with this? And he's like, my name's not Peter. I'm Jim or something. Like, <laughs> Who's Peter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I'd be cool with. I, I, I would be down with that. Um, or, or that could be how they introduce their own Peter Parker. Is that, they're like, Peter, shouldn't you do something to help somebody? And he turns and like taps the, the new guy and is like, hey, yeah, go, Peter. <laughs> you know, uh, like, yeah, go, there you go. Go get him. They both turn. Tom looks like he's going to run, but it's the guy next to him that takes off and yeah. goes to help. Yeah, and I, that that would be okay for me. But yeah, I think this this movie already runs the fine line of like, is it part of the MCU? Is it not part of the MCU? How many people is this going to confuse to really... I'd rather them like if it's if Spider-Man is not part of Venom's origin is in this movie, let's just leave it at that. Make no no mention of Spider-Man at all, and just keep them completely separate. I think once you start sprinkling the possibility of Spider-Man showing up in these movies, you're already giving people a glimmer of hope that it's going to be Tom Holland Spider-Man, and I don't think that's going to be a possibility. Yeah, in I mean I'll say that for the trailer at least. There's no confirmation anywhere that Spider-Man's going to be present from the trailer. Yes. I mean, I think from the trailer we get only really a confirmation that Norman Osborn's going to be there. Um, I don't even think I got that. I didn't get that either. I thought they I'm pretty sure I seen something with Oscorp on it. I mean, maybe Oscorp, but I didn't see Norman Osborn or his mention. Well, no, I didn't. There. You don't, I don't think you don't physically see Norman Osborn, but I'm pretty sure so, there was either a mention of Oscorp or it was on something. I'll have to rewatch and pick up exactly what I saw. Yeah, I, I missed that if that's the case. Yeah, I'm, I, didn't, I think I missed that too then. Um, go ahead. Sorry. That was just a... 
No, that's fine. Let's segue from there, and uh, hopefully we summarized and, and really confused everyone with all the rights <laughs> issues and stuff like that, because I'm still... It's been like three, four, five... I don't know how many years ago this deal was made, but I'm still fucking confused. I, I, I don't know where the fine print lies with this, and when they brought Spider-Man in for Civil War, it was like, okay, we're going to use him for this movie, and obviously he's going to be in Avengers, and then it like they made Homecoming, and it's like, okay, everything's good, but the more... Marvel is able to share Spider-Man from Sony. I'm I'm just waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under them, and at some point Sony's going to say, "No, you know what? We've had our fun. We're you're done, and we want him back. He's ours now again." Yeah, because I feel like that could change. I feel like it's up to Sony. Is if like if this movie comes out and Venom makes a shit ton of money, which the reason. Sony wanted Marvel to play with Spider-Man because Spider-Man was not a viable property for Sony anymore. They were losing money with the character. But they didn't want to get rid of them because they figured they could still somehow turn around and make money because Spider-Man is one of one of the, if not the, most popular Marvel superhero there is. I'd say so, he's one of the top three in all of comic book fandom. Yes. I mean, Superman, yeah. Batman, and Spider-Man. That's, yes. that's your Mount Rushmore. So, so they, I think they were banking on making him profitable again. And Marvel just wanted access to the character, so they didn't care really what they had to do to get him, but they wanted him in the MCU. And from what I understand, Marvel produced the movie and, and made Homecoming and included Spider-Man and, and cast Spider-Man. It was Marvel Studios running that ship, but it was Sony footing the bill, which means Marvel doesn't get money from Spider-Man movies. That goes to Sony. Marvel and Disney are making money off the merchandising, so if Spider-Man is profitable... Everybody buys toys and merchandise. That's going to Disney. But movie ticket sales and profits from the movie are going to Sony. So they've already recharged Sony a little bit from putting Spider-Man in Civil War. Homecoming was a hit. Avengers obviously is making a shit ton of money. Some of those proceeds yeah. probably have to go to Sony. So if they're starting to make money back and if Venom becomes a hit, if, again, if Sony keeps making money from this revitalization of Spider-Man... How long before they're like, okay, we don't need Marvel anymore. We can do this ourselves, and we're gonna we're gonna take him back. You know, I don't know. Like, I I think they there's got to be some sort of clause in there that Marvel made them sign where they can't. Like, yeah, Mar you'd Mar think they would filter that in there somewhere. Yeah, like, listen, we're not here to start. You know kickstart your spider-man franchise again for you we're here to share spider-man and that's it and if the, you want him back you can't have him back solely you've signed over this here whatever you sign says you can't do that or well, could have you're been, stuck with us for 20 years or something like that what's the thing i don't know if the clause is for like a certain set of movies it's like okay you get spider-man for four movies or six movies or something like that and once those movies are up he's ours again like right. this is this feels like a band-aid solution to me. This is not a permanent solution. And especially if Spider-Man properties and these movies for Sony continue to make money, whatever whenever this contract or deal between them and Marvel is up, I don't see Sony extending that deal. Um I mean uh... Yeah, the only probably. thing I think of is if Sony likes money that much and they know that Marvel is going to bring them more money, they might extend that. Well, and that's the whole thing, is that one way or another, Marvel Studios is where the money is for Spider-Man. Right now. I mean, yeah. This is, and, to be clear, too, Venom is not the only Spider-Man spinoff thing that Sony is trying to get off the ground. They have at least oh, I know. two, maybe three other movies somewhere in the works. 
And I think they're holding off until they see what Venom does. But again, Venom becomes a hit. That's probably going to greenlight every other Spider-Man spinoff project well, that Sony has in the wings. The the thing would be is they, they could go the same route if Marvel was smart. They'd work with Sony and sending characters their way in the same way that Spider-Man was sent. And they'd allow Sony to do a Thunderbolts movie. Let Venom be the kickstart for Thunderbolts. And say like, okay, you know, you're loaning us Spider-Man for this. We'll make it part of the universe. We'll send you... You know, Penance, Songbird, The Punisher, you know, the, all these properties that they have access to. And say, like, okay, we can we can work something out where you have the Thunderbolts and, you know, but... Something like that, I wouldn't mind Marvel tossing over characters that Marvel hasn't used in the MCU, but something like the Punisher that they've used now in Netflix, and then they throw the Punisher to Sony, then you know it's like, what the hell is Sony going to do with him? Well, I think it's the same thing, that you keep the Marvel creative input. You say, like, if you want to do this, Thunderbolts will make you money. You'll make bank off of Thunderbolts. That's a, yeah. you know, that's a big deal, saying, like, okay, we're going to follow these, you know, just Suicide Squad, but do it right. Because I feel... I feel like Sony's only letting Spider-Man go. Like Spider-Man is the exception to this rule. I don't see them sharing too many other characters or or letting Marvel take over more characters that Sony has the rights to right now. I think again, Spider-Man. I don't is think that they're going to let Marvel do it. I'm saying they continue to make the Thunderbolts movies, but they have to, you know, by by Marvel saying that we'll give you, I don't know, somebody is the villain for your Thunderbolts movie. And we'll give you, you know, X amount of characters from the Thunderbolts to use that you don't have the rights to. Like Bullseye, for instance. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, okay. So you guys can make those with these characters, but we get creative influence over what's happening. Like, we're going to tell you where to take the story. You go ahead and make the movie. See, I don't even know if I'd let... I don't know. That still seems like too much creative input that Sony would want from Marvel. But as fans, we want the stuff done right and if marvel's influence makes it right that's what we want to see however i don't think sony as a business is going to see it that way they're just going to see cha-ching 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 and we we make what we want true but either way this is we're speculating again this is going to be years away before this ever gets done it's right now we're in the in the honeymoon period i guess between them and and we'll see what happens after venom i'm sure we're going to be talking about the post venom sony spider-man world and see where it goes from here um but again, we've talked way more about this deal than I ever expected to, so we need to start talking about the trailer. So, what do we think of this trailer? Is this does this movie actually seem interesting to anyone? Um, I'm gonna get a little thing in here for Mike Romano real quick, uh, j- just because I know he'd say it. What the fuck are they doing with Eddie Brock? Um, and I'll just leave it at that. I'm not gonna go any further into it on Mike's end, but I'm sure he would, you know, say that because I'm pretty sure he said it last time too. Um, <laughs> go ahead. That's all. I, I, I'll, I'll react to more. But go ahead. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Um, it looks vaguely interesting to me. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm super sold on the the uh, the final uh, showing of what Venom looks like in like full costume at the end of the of the trailer. It still looks a little um, shiny to me, I guess. <laughs> 
Um, See, I was going like, to like, ask about that. I like the wicked smile and like the tongue and stuff because he does use that stuff. But uh, he just he, he looks I don't know too glittery or or something. He looks he needs to be, they need to tone down the glitteriness and and kind of tone up the the dark, in my opinion. But, see, I, I I see a lot of people complaining, sort of like what you're saying that he's he's almost like too shiny. Yeah. Like, um, but I actually kind of dig it, and more because I think the symbiote is like a wet, slimy thing, so I think it would like shimmer. Like, it's not going to be like a matte, dull color. I think it should look slimy and and. Yeah, there's a difference between shiny and slimy. Okay. It's a texture thing, and if they did the texture wrong, it's going to look shiny or more metallic than it would look kind of oozy. Okay. Which I would expect oozy, but... Right. So maybe it's just, like, unfinished CG. So maybe maybe the trailers... Maybe, yeah, because they, they could fix it in post. Well, it's, so... it's also very brief, and you only get the shot of him just as he changes into Venom. Yeah, so it, it could it could be a lot better, you know... Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's just the one scene because uh, I don't know if you guys remember the first few trailers from the Beauty and the Beast remake. The Beast looked horrendous, and then when you actually see the movie, he doesn't look that bad. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the trailers where he looked horrendous. I don't remember seeing them and thinking that, but I don't. It's so, been a long time, so I don't. I mean, it makes sense though because they have to. Yeah. They they try to get shots as far along as they can, and they have to put them out so far in advance for the marketing for the right. trailers. Right. That yeah. they technically probably have three or four more months to finish and polish that stuff. So yeah, right. it could look better in the final cut. Yep. So I'm hoping that you know um, the the story wise, it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't. Generic. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's very cookie cutter <laughs> to me. Yeah. Maybe he's a failure. Maybe he, you know. But it, that's the whole thing that they put out in this is that he's very good at investigative journalism. That's yeah, they make it never seem been like he's really Eddie good. Brock. He's always been sort of the loser <laughs> right. after high school. So, yeah, that, that's the whole thing with it. Like, I feel like Mike would continue to be pissed is that this is not the same Eddie Brock that we know. Um, like, this guy seems, the, does not seem to be quite a loser. He seems to have generally good intentions. Um,. Whereas I felt like Eddie Brock kind of embraced the symbiote and wanted to be Venom. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, he, he he wanted to be evil. At first, yeah. I mean, he eventually kind of sort of comes like that. Well, I hate the tagline that they use. I, I can't remember if it was this trailer. Yeah, that was what I was getting at. I don't think it's... I can't remember if it's this trailer or the previous trailer, but one of them cuts the trailer up with, like, unleash your inner anti-hero, and it's like, that's a fucking stupid tagline for a movie. Yeah, if you have to label your anti-hero as an anti-hero with a tagline... Right. That defeats like, the purpose. Yeah, like, it's not it's not the same. And the whole you're, inner You're basically telling the audience, here's a bad guy that you should root for. No, <laughs> well, let's figure that out for the course of the movie. Don't just fucking tell us that straight up front. Yeah. I... And was anyone else annoyed by the way they said symbiote? Instead of symbiote? Yes. That's the <laughs> yeah. way I've learned it all this all these times. And they like overemphasized every syllable. And I was like, that's not that's weird. That that that's because the word biote is said biote, and people are Im- improperly pronouncing symbiote as symbiote because they're saying two different words. Yeah. 
Um, it didn't bother me. Like, I don't get bothered by things like that, but I definitely noticed it. Yeah, it threw you know me. It was, it, like, it, I, like, I heard it, and I was like... Mm. Now, was it was it people that, like, were the people saying this, did they have accents that might, you know, like, you know how, like, English people will say, like, aluminium? <laughs> stuff like that, so... Well, it's Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate says oh, okay, it twice so, in the trailer. Okay. But she pronounces it symbiote instead of symbiote. I can't remember if she had an accent. Did she have like a sort of an English thing going on? I feel like she mm. might have. I'll have to watch it again to be sure, but I maybe. I feel the same way, like it's a maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That was a red flag for me. I just remember hearing that and be like, what? And then like right when I'm ready to forget it, she says it again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I just couldn't get it. It was a hurdle I couldn't get over the first time I watched the trailer. It's fair. I don't. I, I would say it, there's a fifty percent chance of me going to see this in the theater. Okay. I mean, I'm going to see it in the theater. I love Venom as a character, and I'm. I was very honestly like of all the things that they may have not done so well, the things the symbiote can do is Venom, like they, what they're showing the action scenes where it's just kicking the shit out of everything, whether Eddie wants it to or not. That is kind of, like, drawing me in. Like, okay, that's cool. He's going to learn how it works, and it's going to be crazy shit that you just can't do. The scene (laughs) where it first starts attacking people, and the tendril comes out of his back, (laughs) he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why would we do that? Pretty pretty cool, yeah. (laughs) And the voice they use for Venom, I love. Who is that? It sounds really good. You know what? It's probably Benedict Cumberbatch just, you know, layered over <laughs> in some way. Um, no, I kidding, don't. Of course. Oh, shit. I don't know the guy's name. I can picture him. familiar. Yeah. And I can't. Uh, Mike, were you watching? I can't. I know Romano is, but I don't know if Bradley. Were you watching Flash at all? No. Okay, shit. Um, I, I, I might have to Google it and come back to it. But there's a there's a villain in Flash called Zoom, and they had the same, I think it's the same guy voicing Zoom that voices Venom in the trailer. It's, it's, I know it's a black actor, and I can't think of his name. So, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to research it and try to just blurt it out later on in the, um, podcast. Um. Unless I just Google, like, voice of Zoom and see what comes up. He's probably just listed in IMDB in the Venom. Movie. Yeah, well, part of me, the other part is like I I hate going to IMDb for movies that aren't released yet because I feel like just looking at the cast list spoils oh, shit it, it spoils, for the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I won't be spoiled by checking it out, so I'll check it out for you and I'll tell you who it is. How about that? That we, I mean, we might be uh, oh Tony Todd. That's that's who I'm thinking. I don't know who that is. Uh, um, Tony Todd was um, Candyman. It still doesn't help me. <laughs> Never watched right, Candyman way back in the day? I like candy. And I'm a man, <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, it's, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, that's, that's well put. Yeah, right, so like I, just, I, just, I just now got a spoiler of some kind. Um, Looking at the Venom thing? Yep. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. See, I'm not. Don't tell us. We're, 
No, I'm not going to tell you like it's it's somebody that uh, I did not know was in the movie. They don't have a character listed for him. Andy, I sent you a picture of Tony Todd. Oh, okay, I know who that is. Bingo. Well, that granted, again, really I'm not looking. Did you, Mike? Were you able to confirm from IMDb that it is Tony Todd, or am I, I just am checking guessing? that right now? Okay. Because again, I'm, I'm passing this to along to Andy, me. assuming this is who it is, but I don't know for sure. Was this this guy looks familiar? Was he? Potentially in um, The Rock is one of the bad guys that Nicolas Cage has to like take down at the end. I'm gonna look at his IMDb send right me now. The, send me the picture that you sent him. It's in the him. it's in the chat, Mike. Right. Jesus Christ, this dude's been in a lot of stuff. Yes, like I said, most notably he was the Candyman. You know, look in the mirror, say it three times: Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Well, don't Be- do it now. Beetlejuice. I'm not in a mirror. You have to be in a mirror. You have to be in a mirror. Can you... Okay. You actually have to be in the, the rock. mirror? Yes, he was in The Rock, Andy. Woo-hoo! You have to be looking in the mirror. He was also in Xena Warrior Princess. Well, that's accredited. <laughs> a lot of Star Trek, too. Hercules? He was in Hercules? Well, if you're in Xena, you gotta be in Hercules. Kevin Sorbo? You know they're making it difficult. They're not, they're not they're not listing a voice actor. All right, well, that's if I'm, I had to I'm put gonna, money on it. I'm gonna look it, again on Wiki and see. If I had to put money on it, that's my that's my guess. That's that's who I would peg for it. He's got that deep gravelly voice. That works really well for a villain. Um, while he's Evidently, looking at that. Um, it's Tom Hardy. It's an is the voice Tom of Venom. Hardy. Yeah, it's an altered Tom Hardy, according to the wiki on it. Huh? Son they, of a bitch! Like it's just he a, does do voices pretty well because I mean his Bane voice was pretty decent. Yeah, well, like, it was different, I guess. From oh no, I love Bane's voice, man. That, there's a reason that's classic. But from what I'm reading on wiki. He is both Eddie Brock and Venom. Okay. Good job. I feel like that would make. mm, Part of me is like, okay, that makes sense because the the symbiote's part of Eddie, so it makes sense that it sounds like him. But did the symbiote get the voice? Did it have a voice sort of like before coming to Eddie, or did it only get it after attaching? I think it would would have a a voice until it attached to something, right? Yeah, it needs something to talk. It would have. It's not actually talking. It would have thoughts, but it wouldn't be able to articulate that until it had something to articulate it for them. Right, right? but even so, regardless of what it attaches to, like whether it was an animal or Eddie Brock or yeah, because if it was if it it was like you know a dog, you know, it would be like you know woof, and then like Venomals (laughs) would be like woof. But would it bark in like Tony Todd's voice, or would it just bark in a modulated dog voice? I feel like, you know, it would make a chihuahua sound like Cujo, you know? It sounds like I'm wrong. I feel like that it makes sense just to alter Tom Hardy's voice, because it's... It wouldn't... Even then, whatever he's hearing is in his own head either way. Yeah. The symbiote's right. speaking yeah, yeah. to him, and he's, you know... So maybe that's how they're going to... I don't know. 
I don't know. All right, good thing we wasted 15 it, minutes but... talking about Tony Todd, and he has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tony Todd. <laughs> Hashtag Tony Todd for Venom. <laughs> uh, all right, any any last thoughts for for Venom? I I Andy, I think I'm sort of with you. I think I'm 50 50 on this movie. I don't. I have no desire to really see it, kind of because I want it to be shit. And if I start hearing that it's good, I might go to the theater, but. I feel like it it will work better for Spider-Man as a whole if this movie tanks. I agree. I agree with that 100%, and actually that makes me not want to go see it in the theater. That makes me want to stay home intentionally, even though I don't think it looks that bad. I think it'll be entertaining. I kind of want to stay home just to help Spider-Man in the long run. Yeah, because you're going you're gonna to talk with your wallet. If people go to see this, it's going to pad Sony... And, yep. and who knows what they're going to do with Spider-Man down the line. But if this movie tanks, I think it's going to really slow up Sony's release schedule for whatever other Spider-Man movies they have planned and start to rethink what they could do with this, this I guess, franchise of characters. And if, they, if enough of these movies tank, I don't know if they're going to want it anymore. Or maybe they'll just leave it up to Marvel to make the, make the movies and that'll be it. And not do their own. So we're looking for the Fantastic Four effect here. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, um, yeah. I, I mean, I can get on board. Concept of a Venom album, uh, a Venom album, a Venom <laughs> movie. Venom's um, gonna cut a rap album. I can't wait. <laughs> Venom, I, I think, is the name rock. of a metal band. Actually, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, me, they talk about symbiotes. Uh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> they're, they're pretty brutal, though. Um, I love the concept for a Venom al- movie. I almost did it again. Um, but I, I just I don't know how well this is going to play out because he is one I, of my my more favorite characters in the Marvel universe. I actually like him more than Spider Man personally. Wow. So the bigger the bigger question is if assuming these are staying separate as they I hope they should be. Venom is one thing, and the MCU Spider Man and Tom Holland are another thing. If Sony starts to use all these Spider-Man characters, does that prevent them from being part of the MCU? If Tom Holland appears as Spider-Man, no. Right, yeah, assuming assuming he does not. <laughs> assuming these are separate. Like, uh, is Sony pumping out all these Spider-Man movies to sort of beat Marvel to the punch? Like, we're going to use so. all these characters I, I so that Marvel just, can't use them down the line. I think just the same as Marvel's about to use the X-Men and Fantastic Four in a few years. And is using Spider-Man, and if they, you know, I think if they got control, they would, like, control of the Spider-Man property, they could... I'm not even talking that. Like, assuming this this deal stays the way it is. Oh, nothing Nothing changes in the future. Like, because I don't know, like, yes, we've seen some Spider-Man villains show up in Homecoming. We had Vulture, we had Scorpion, they talked about some other Sinister Six-y type villains possibly showing up. But is that then part of the deal that we think somewhere might be in the fine print where Sony allowed Marvel to use these villains, but while these villains over here, we use them and you can't, so they're rolling through all these villains to try to take them before Marvel can claim them. And obviously they're starting with Spider-Man's biggest nemesis. Well, don't they already own all that movie-wise? They own that property. Movie. Which one, Sony or Marvel? Well, but I think Sony the, owns. Well, Sony owns the rights to make I movies think, with all of the Spider-Man universe. Correct. They do, but I think what Brian was saying is that there might be something in the contract somewhere that says if Marvel puts them in their universe, 
that until the MCU concludes, Sony can't also use them. It's in, to uh, the point of different characters. Yeah, like double casting and stuff like that. Like if you have Venom show up and it's because again, I not to <laughs> not to like really assault uh, uh, insult everyone, but I assume a lot of people are idiots. So when people see movies where it's one character in one movie and the same character in another movie, even if they're played by different actors, a lot of people assume they're connected now. That's the the shared universe is a thing of movies now, and this is what they're trying to train people to look out for shared universe stuff. So I think that really confuses people. So to prevent confusion, if one studio claims the character, the other one can't use it to avoid that type of confusion is is my thinking. So I if we get that... Venom and possibly Carnage in this movie, that's two of Spider-Man's biggest hitters now with Sony and can't be used in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think that, that, that that's very possible, that that's in the contracts and that's a scenario, but I don't... I think as to whether or not these characters cannot appear in the MCU and that's part of the contract or not, I think, honestly, will depend on Marvel's flexibility after they see how this movie does. Because let's face it, this is first Sony's Sony's first solo venture without Marvel's input, really. Well, since not... this contract. Yeah, yeah, since the contract, yeah. Right, so since the contract, this is the first thing they're doing that isn't MCU, that isn't with Marvel's input. If Marvel likes it and wants that version of Venom, I think they may reach a deal about Venom. They may try to make a deal for more. If this movie is awful and they don't want anything to do with it, I think they'll just let Sony do whatever the hell they want and just not bother trying to include those characters in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Andy, any any final thoughts for Venom? Because I'm going to try to segue sort of from there into the the next movie. Nope. Okay. So, with Sony having free reign to basically do what they want with these Spider-Man characters and, and the franchise and stuff like that. What they are, again, able to do is make a Spider-Man animated movie, which will be the next one we're talking about. The thing to keep in mind is they're I feel like they're already starting to oversaturate Spider-Man, and Sony's only making two movies right now. Venom is coming out in October, I think. And this animated Spider-Man movie is in December. It's three months apart, two months apart, and they're jamming Spider-Man down your throat already. But, that beside the case. Uh, so the second movie we're going to talk about, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is, again, Sony, again, having the rights to Spider-Man, being able to make what they want, so they can't use a live-action Spider-Man, but they can do animated Spider-Man. So they are doing an animated Spider-Man movie. And Phil Lord and Chris Miller were attached to this movie in some capacity. Uh, when this was started pre-production, they left to go direct Solo, then they got fired from Solo. So I think they sort of came back to this in some capacity. Uh, Phil Lord is credited as the writer, and, or as a writer, and a producer on the movie. Chris Miller is only listed as producer. I actually thought they were directing, but it doesn't seem like they are. Um, so instead, the film was directed by three guys I've never heard of, and I'm going to butcher this first guy's name. Bob Parashitty? Not not Shitty, Parashitty? <laughs> Parish, <laughs> <Parashetti>? <laughs> Uh, Peter Peter Ramsey, Rodney Rothman, those three guys that are directing. Uh, it features I'm gonna I think it's Shamik Shamika Moore Shamik Moore 
as Miles Morales, Jake Johnson as Peter Parker, and uh, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. Um, what do you guys think of this one? I, think I was. This, a... oh, go ahead. I think this looks more intriguing than Venom. <laughs> I, I'd be I more agree. prone to go and see this in the theater than the Venom movie. That was going to be a question I was going to lead into: is which one you're you're more excited for, this one or Venom? And I'm I agree, Andy. I think this looks a lot better to me than what Venom does. I think th- this trailer was up and down for me, a little bit. Where you son of a bitch! No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm saying that there was parts of it where I said, "Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun," and then there was parts of it where it was like, "But cringe." Um, and I feel like that's kind of the way that I came out of a lot of the trailers we're going to discuss. Um, but can you give me an example of the butt cringy moments for you? Um, the, the, the interaction. What turned you off from this trailer is sort of what I'm trying to get at. Uh, the, the whole like teaching to swing thing I thought was just like. A little bit of a cringe joke more than a good joke. Um, to me, I don't know. Like it, To me, it was something that's been done in a hundred different buddy comedies already. Like, somebody knows how to do something, somebody doesn't. We're just going to throw them off the edge and see what happens. And I don't know. It felt like a very generic joke to throw in a trailer. Um, okay. And other than that, where's the villain? You I mean I think we get a little glimpse of what might be Grey Gargoyle in there for a second, but it might not be as well. Um, and I'm not sure of what the conflict is really going to be. See, I'm kind of I'm I'm reading into this. I I have not looked anything up about the movie other than the trailers or details of of what the story could be. I'm basing it off the Spider Verse comic, so I'm okay, I'm seeing right. this as the first of a trilogy. Okay. So, I mean, it is called Into the Spider-Verse, so that would be right. yeah. a pretty good introduction trilogy right. movie. So I think you're going to probably get introduced to, in the comics at least, there was two two people, and I can't think of their names, but they were going through like the multiverses of the Marvel Universe and killing Spider-Man, different versions of Spider-Man. And then it came down to like a lot of versions of Spider-Man all coming together to fight these guys, which... I still have to go back and read that comic because I never finished it, but it was really interesting to me. So if they're basing it off of that comic book, presumably those would be the villains. Someone that's trying to go through the multiverse and kill all different types of Spider-Man. And, you know, they could. this could be your first taste of the other Spider-Man that are in the multiverse. So you get, like, Peter right. Parker, Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, and maybe one or two other ones. And I don't, I don't know where they go in the next two, but... Oh yeah, twenty ninety nine would be. <laughs> yeah, like that's because I think there's a there's probably going to be a lot of Easter eggs. I think in this movie, hinting at other Spider Man. If we don't see them, I think you're going to get a lot of hints to that, mm-hmm. which I think will be cool. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not necessarily put off by that. I just like them to convey something of a conflict in the trailer. Well, to be fair, this is to... only the first trailer. So right. The first... I... Oh, sorry. No, this is the second trailer. Sorry. There was a teaser. Okay. This is like the first official trailer. So this is sort of when we should be starting to get like sort of story details and stuff. So you're right. Maybe it is a little bit lacking. Right. And, and the other thing with the whole trailer 
that puts me off of the trailer, not necessarily off of seeing the movie, but as a trailer, I feel like I don't necessarily need to see the movie to know everything that happens. Like, I feel like they laid out a lot of their plot without laying out the conflict. Okay. So I feel like all I'm watching it for is seeing the conflict itself. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we're going to have Miles Morales and his awkward dad and him becoming Spider-Man and him dealing with some version of Peter and Peter teaching him how to be Spider-Man. And it's like, well, this is all just laid out. Like, I, you know, you could have just kept it a little bit lighter and I would have been happy. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, you had me hooked showing me that you were doing Miles Morales and Spider-Verse. And let's be honest about this. The people that are going to watch this or kids, and people who are really into this stuff. You're not getting the general audience to an animated Spider-Man movie. Yeah. you're not. That's not your target at all, so you don't have to show as much as they showed. Yeah. All right, I get that. Yeah. Um, I actually really dig the art style for this. I think it's really, really cool, and it's, it's unique. It, it's something I've never really seen before. It definitely looks cool, yeah. Yeah, if... Uh, it works out as a good movie that I love the direction it's going in. There was like two with, with two parts art. for me for the art. And there was like the scene where um, it looks like Miles and Peter share a spider sense. And then the next shot is like Miles running out of the subway. And as he's running down the street, you see like the comic book bubbles pop yeah. up. Yes, to him. that was cool. It's his thoughts. Yes. It looked like they were his thoughts, yeah. And then I think there was a real quick shot of... Uh, I'm guessing Peter Parker, Spider-Man, fighting the big goblin thing you were talking about. And there's some sort of explosion real quick. And in the explosion, you see the word boom, like, written in a comic book. Like, that shit, I think, is really, really cool. That That's something that I, like, it's one of, to me, like, it's it's off topic a little bit. But the thought bubbles that are in boxes like that popping up, that was something I so hoped they were going to put into the Deadpool movies. Because that's how Deadpool uh, yeah, talks yeah. to okay. himself. So, like, I was hoping to see that there, but seeing it here, I'm just as happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still just awesome to get that brought into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I think that kind of bugged me, and maybe it'll work better when I see the the full movie, but I'm not feeling Jake Johnson as Peter Parker. Yeah, it, I didn't really... It, 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 he didn't sound like Spider-Man to me at yeah. all. It, yeah. It just, well, I feel like this. Off. I feel like this version of Spider-Man is meant to be much older than your standard Peter Parker, you know, teenager, early twenties. I feel like this is supposed to be more like a early thirties. I don't even know if it was kind of Spider-Man. If, if that was it, I just feel like the voice doesn't fit what the character looks like. Or so, I don't know, there's some disconnect for it, me it, there. It, yeah, it didn't fit for me either. And maybe just because I'm used to different Spider-Man voice actors. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't just go back to, like, the 90s animated series and get that guy for Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Or Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's done a great job with him before, too. Yeah. I don't think I realized NPH was Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember, it was right around when Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie came out, and they had a computer-animated Spider-Man on MTV? It took a lot of inspiration from the first Spider-Man movie. Huh. No, I don't remember that. NPH was Peter Parker and Spider-Man in that. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, Lisa like, Loeb, I think, was Mary Jane. Yes. Lisa Loeb, really? Yeah. 
I didn't really enjoy the show as much, but Neil Patrick Harris was awesome as Spider-Man. Um, and they actually brought MPH back for a couple Spider-Man games. He's voiced yes. Spider-Man. Uh, what was it? I think it was the Shattered Spider-Man Dimensions Two and sh- yeah, let me say the like that one. That one was it? Do you do the one after Shattered Dimension Two? He might have. I don't. I know. I didn't play that one, so I don't remember. Yeah, that Shattered was Dimensions the, that... actually had the guy from the '90s cartoon in there too. Yeah, because they had multiple versions. It was four and different they had multiple Spider-Man. voice actors. Yeah. NPH was the regular Spider-Man. The 90s voice actor for Spider-Man was the Spider-Man Noir. Somebody who voiced Spider-Man before was Spider-Man 2099, and I don't remember who the anime Spider-Man voice was. I don't remember. No, it's racking my brain. I haven't played that game in a while, but that was a good fucking game. Yeah. And then the next one was like the Sony exclusive was just PlayStation. If I'm not mistaken, they had the one exclusive, and now they got the new one coming out in like September. Don't bring that up to Romano. He he lets me hear about that all the time. I had a what? well, he had a PS4, and oh. then he wasn't playing with anyone, so I was like, "Hey, come with over, us over to Xbox." And as soon as he bought the Xbox and traded in his PS4, they so announced a Spider-Man exclusive game for for PlayStation. <laughs> Sorry, Romano. I'll I've send never, you videos when I'm playing that. I'll never send you heard videos. the end of it. No, don't don't stroke the fire. It's just gonna be. <laughs> Because he's going to direct it at me. That's it's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'll Twitch stream it. We'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> I mean, that honestly, it'll be a while before I actually do it, because Destiny's coming out then, so it's not going to be like <laughs> right away that I'm on that Spider-Man game. That's much assuming as gonna, Spider-Man like, doesn't get delayed again. Don't say that. It could, it could happen. I, I've read like four times through the Game Informer like 10 page article they did on it i'm dying to play it actually so yeah it looks pretty sweet we'll we'll find out more next week yeah hopefully um all right any uh any other thoughts for this movie or maybe we'll we'll move on does um so miles morales spider-man is he considered uh scarlet spider is that his monitor no he actually he's just spider-man Okay. Yeah. Miles was, Morales. Well, he's comes, Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. He comes from the Ultimate Universe where that version of Peter Parker died. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he have some sort of camouflage type of power? It seemed like I he noticed just, that. He I think sort there of is. disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, I think he Whoa. does have that. And I think he has some <laughs> sort of like, like sting that he does, like a like a almost like a, I guess maybe like a spider bite. Like, that's part of his power set, too, I believe. Huh. Yeah, can... when he disappeared, I don't... Yeah, that... I was like, uh, was that him, or was that some sort of invisibility device Peter Parker designed, I... or... I mean, they could play it as being part of the costume, maybe. Not him, but the right. costume, maybe. Well, no, because he had his hood off at the time. He had, like, the his hood pulled back. Right, but when he brought it down is when it kicked in. I'll have to rewatch that moment. I don't recall him doing that, but so it could maybe it's something it. with like the full costume and like when he's in the mask and everything like that. I don't know. It just seemed I'm really interesting. Spitballing. I kind of want to see it to see what what's going on with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember that ability from any of the comics I've read with Miles Morales. But I have not read that many. I've probably only read twenty or thirty of the probably couple hundred that are out there with Miles Morales now. 
Yeah, I never I never read any of the um Ultimate Comics with him, but when they brought him into the mainline universe and rebooted with Spider-Man number 1, I started mm-hmm. reading some of that. Okay. Um yeah, I'm I'm digging this. I I definitely want to see this over Venom, hands down. Uh especially just seeing like there's a lot you can do in animation you can't do in live action. So so animation has a lot more freedom to make Spider-Man look cool and I think the action sequences are going to be really cool. Like I said, the art direction I think I'm, looks really, really awesome. I'm hoping that Sony can start to help Marvel animated movies live up to what DC has done with their yeah. animated movies. Yeah. Like DC animated movies have been fantastic for several years now. Mm. And Marvel hasn't been living up to that with the few they've put out. They haven't put out a great many, but the few they put out have not lived up to what DC's been doing. So the you know the animated universe has been kind of flopped from what you know the live action has been, and I'd love to see Marvel come up and challenge that because it's there; it can be done. Yeah, this is I guess kind of the fun part where we just talked about Venom and I kind of shit on it all over the place. Like I want this movie to fail, and then I go to this Sony Spider-Man movie <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. Let's make this succeed. This looks great. So. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm very hypocritical of the the Sony Spider-Man thing, but you know, I I want to see a good Spider-Man movie. So if Sony makes a good Spider-Man movie, I will be behind them. Their track record is not great, and Venom does not do much to to bring me around and convince me that they they know what they're doing. But this movie, this movie does. So whatever creative team is behind this movie, this movie looks like it's going to be awesome. Yes. Hopefully Sony comes out of Venom in this movie at least plus two and minus five. Yeah. Because we've got one good one out there so far from them. I'm not going to call Homecoming theirs. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm just calling Spider-Man 2 the plus one that exists now. Yeah. Uh, any, Any final thoughts for this one? Nothing? All right. All right, I'm going to segue from one... Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced movie to another. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lego movie to the second part. <laughs> um, so this is another movie that actually Phil Lord and Chris Miller are not directing. They directed the first Lego movie. They are not directing this one, um, but they are attached to screenwriters and producers. So they did have a hand in this one. Um, Lego movie two is directed by Mike Mitchell. I don't really know what else he's done. Wasn't he a safety dir- for the Steelers? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> They could be um, did same Phil guy. Orton, it's got to be the same Chris guy. Chris Miller do direct uh, Lego Batman. I don't no? think they did Lego Batman either. Were they producers on that one though too? I'm assuming they were producers. Let me try okay. to double check that real quick. So, so what? While I'm looking that up, what did you think of it? Well, let me start with what other Lego movies have you guys seen? Because there's three of them out there now: the Lego Movie, Lego Batman, and Lego Ninjago. I watched part of Ninjago, but I did not finish it yet. That was like a... Turned it on as I was laying down to go to sleep and maybe got ten minutes of it in and fell asleep. So, gotta watch the rest of that. Okay. Uh, Andy, uh, what are you... Just the first Lego movie. Okay. Oh, you haven't even seen Lego Batman? No. Oh, man. So, see, in the, this is where I'm hoping the wave, you know, goes with the tide because Lego Movie I loved, Lego Batman I didn't, I didn't even really like it, and I'm hoping that Lego Movie Two can turn that back around, you know. Yeah. So, 
I heard um, Lego Batman was good. Not the case. Not for me. I personally did not like it. Tell you the truth, I I watched it in the theater. I remember enjoying it. I bought it, and I haven't watched it since I bought it. I don't I don't know why. Like I didn't hate it. Where I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to watch that again. I mean, definitely, obviously, I bought it. Right, you bought it. So, but I never you liked it on some level. Right, it's just I just never, I guess, felt like okay, I'm in the mood to watch this now. I remember it feeling long, but I it dug was- a lot of the jokes. Like, there's a lot of really inside Batman jokes that are in there that I think are really, really funny. There is. I just, I don't know. Everything felt disconnected. Like the following the story was to me like it's like. I'd rather have watched the movie and got all the inside Batman jokes and stuff from like a YouTube series. Yeah, and maybe that's why it feels long to me. It's like the story does kind of feel all over the place. Yeah. I think if it was a, a several animated shorts with a couple jokes in each one, it might go over a lot better for me. But as uh, one whole yeah. movie... Because I feel like it's over two hours, if I remember right. Jeez. I don't, I, now I, get I, don't, a, I don't know what the runtime is. It definitely um, felt like it, I'll tell you that much. So for the record, Chris McKay is the director of the Lego movie. Okay, the, the new one. The, the oh, sorry, the Lego Batman. He was Lego Batman. Oh, okay. And he's on his docket. He's got a lot of robot chicken episodes and stuff like that. And actually, apparently, according to IMDb, he's tapped to uh, direct the Nightwing movie. Interesting. Uh, The live action Nightwing movie? I think it's live action. I didn't know they were doing a Nightwing movie. Yeah, I do think I remember hearing that somewhere. I didn't realize. Well, I don't know how far along they are. I think they've at least talked about it. Yeah, I think where that on DC's like revolving rumor. door of a schedule it falls, I have no idea. But <laughs> um, as far as the the trailer for this movie goes, for me, the biggest thing I drew out of it was that Chris Pratt's what's his name in this? Um, Emmett. Emmett. Yes, he has a um, Groot. He has a plant. At some point where he, that he calls like planty or something like that that he's carrying around <laughs> yeah. with him, and I just thought in my head like, oh, it's like Star Lord and Groot, and that's the most memorable thing from the trailer for me. It's <laughs> like noticing like Star Lord and Groot because it's him carrying that around. Um, it it looks fun, you know. I I mean, yeah, I'll probably end up going to see it. I mean, the first Lego Movie really kind of surprised me i didn't know i didn't think i was gonna like it and it was like i watched it and i'm like wow this was actually a very enjoyable movie so yeah i'm excited to see it a little bit i, I think i like some of these characters in in the the proper lego movies better than some of the other characters in the other offshoots i guess okay. maybe i feel more invested with with these having watched the first lego movie and really really enjoying that one mm-hmm that I'm, I'd like to see where they take these characters next. Which seems like they're going to space. So yeah. that could be interesting. Yeah. And I'm wondering yeah, if they're going to that... have, like, the whole sort of, like, meta reveal at the end of the... Like, how they're going to spin the end of the first movie into this one. Yeah. Because, um... I mean, it kind of... The beginning of the trailer almost seems like it picked up where the last one left off. Where the, the little sister's toys invade... The, the regular Lego sets, and then all chaos breaks loose. Right. But 
are we still led to assume that this is still like just a kid playing with toys scenario that's going to play out or is this like some sort of deeper story of the toys themselves like i think it's yeah, i think it has to be the kid playing with the toys again because like that's part of it you know what i mean like to me that was one of the best parts of it was that well that's what i mean like was that was all such the a, imagination of a child such you know? a big reveal and theme for that movie that how do you do that again for the second one you just like uh, i'd almost rather it be assumed nature but do you have, like, do you think they'd end it with some sort of reveal like that? Like a live-action reveal? Or just keep it being imaginary the whole time and that's that's just what happens? Oh, I think they have to add a little bit of live-action to it. Yeah. Something. It may not be a lot, but it'll be something. Because that's, that's where I guess my... that That's where I'm sort of hung up. Like, I, I almost would rather it just be imagination toys playing with... Like, almost like a Toy Story. Just the toys doing their own thing and I don't really give a shit about what's going on in the real world. Cause unless they, I mean, maybe I'm taking away from the creative people behind it because they, they wove that first movie story into real life so well that hopefully they find a reason to do that again in the second one. Yes, I would hope so. That's, I mean, I, that's all I got on this side. Like if yeah. they're going to do it, then I would hope they have a good reason to do it. Yeah, I'm hoping we get uh, some other really good cameos in this one. A Lego movie, you know there's going to be cameos. Like, yeah. We know something's coming, just a matter of what. I actually think, I'm, I was a little surprised that I don't even think we get a speaking line from Batman in this trailer. Do we I don't really see him. See him briefly? Yeah, we yeah. see him maybe once or twice, but I don't think he says anything. Other than like yeah. ooing and aahing at the end of the trailer with everybody, but... Yeah, Will Arnett's like the third name listed. I was on the gonna cast say that, especially gotta, coming off of his own something. movie. Like, I'm surprised they didn't give him any speaking lines in the trailer. Unless they're saving it, maybe every line he says yeah. is a joke, and they're just keeping some under wraps or something. Well, that and this is also nearly a year away. <laughs> so well, yeah, that's true too. We well, got we, a lot to wait. Yeah, we got a long time to get more trailers with Batman saying something. Yeah, I'm not saying you won't get any in the future, but as far as like a, a first hook for people, I think Batman was a standout of the first Lego movie, and obviously had his own movie, so there's a following there. Just I don't know. I guess I kind of expected we get more of him. I don't know. I yeah, it makes me think of like the one issue I did have with it in that it's so far out. Like I yeah. see this trailer and I and I'm like, I kind of want to watch this now, and then it's like, oh wait, it's a year away. Damn it. <laughs> like it, it you yeah. know that's like you know in a couple of weeks if they release the infinity war 2 trailer like here you go and <laughs> you're like god damn it <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a little ways out for me to get hyped for it i guess is a good way of saying like i i'm excited to see it but at the same time i'm just kind of like well let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah fair enough uh, Andy, you on board with this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I, I mean, Lego Batman's still on my list too. I have no interest in watching Ninja Go whatsoever, unless I'm assuming is it a shared universe or are they attached? To each that other is a somehow? good question. I don't know, because Batman Lego Batman doesn't really connect to the the larger Lego movie. I don't okay. feel like uh, only in that it's the same Batman. 
Like, I don't yeah. recall any other references to the universe that they presented in the first one. Because I don't even think he talks about, like, anything that happened in, in the no. Lego movie. I don't recall anything. But, again, I haven't seen it since... It's been, like, 16 months, 17 months, something like that, so... Yeah, alright. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard good things about Ninjago, but I haven't seen it either. I've, I've seen the Lego movie and Batman... And I definitely the think first I like. Liked... Ten minutes were okay. Okay. <laughs> like I said I fell asleep, but it was. I mean, out of those, I definitely like the Lego Movie better than than Batman. I've I've watched the Lego Movie multiple times. That movie still still cracks me up. So I'm I'm excited to see a sequel proper to that. That gets that gets me excited. Instead of all these spinoffs that are trying to like, once the Lego Movie was a hit, all these spinoffs came out of nowhere and they just started making them. So all I have ever really wanted was just a sequel to that first movie. So now we're finally getting that, even though, like you said, it's a year away. But I'm I'm on board with this one. I'm I'm ready. Um, all right, I'll segue into another sequel for a movie that I love, uh, Wreck It Ralph Two. Um, this one seems like it's got the same creative team as the first one. Uh, Phil Johnson and Rich Moore wrote the first movie, which Rich Moore directed. Uh, the sequel was written by Pamela Ribbon, but directed by Johnson and Moore. So it's got the same two writers are now directing, different writer on this one. But having them directing, I think, keeps this sort of in the same style and vein. Um, have you guys seen the first record, Ralph? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ralph's awesome. Yeah, if you're if you're a fan of video games, that first record, Ralph movie is such a such a good movie. It plays on nostalgic video games, modern video games, everything. It's in there. It's great. Um, so what do you guys think of this trailer? It definitely, I feel like, shows what Disney has. Like, they're they're not hiding all the stuff that Disney owns and can play with. It's <laughs> it's very apparent in this trailer. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a lot of fun. It, it, it does look fun, and I was a little bit... I don't want to say... I was hoping for more of a video game tone again. More of, like, just an updated, like, oh, these are the modern mobile games people are playing take on what things were going, as opposed to, here's a bunch of Disney shit. And it, it like, it just looked like... <sighs> yeah, they're they're kind of taking, like, this is a video game movie and making it into, this is now an internet movie. Yes. Well, the thing is, we don't even know what the plot is. There might still be a, a good video game plot to it. Because I don't That's think true. I don't think this trailer shows us what the story is, other than like, hey, look at all this cool, flashy shit that they're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It... So, but even even all the cool, flashy shit, I I I loved every second of that cool, flashy shit. It's it's awesome, cool, flashy shit. <laughs> I agree. Like I, I the conversation between um, what is her name, the little girl, Vanellope. Vanellope. The conversation between her and the Disney princesses yes. was hilarious. Yes. Oh yeah, that was great. You know, yeah. like, do, do you feel like there's just some big burly man always coming around and making things right? Yes, she is. A princess. <laughs> it's like, okay, and I've. And, I mean, no, go ahead, Mike. Go Sorry, ahead. I didn't. I, I, I was, I was gonna say, like, as much as I don't like seeing Disney just pushing their own thing, as opposed to what they did with the first movie, which wasn't really pushing their own thing, but just putting old video game and new video game and all that stuff out there and using that as their references like I said I, I still do like the fact that they're able to use 
such a plethora of things that Disney owns to put in this movie. Plus, I think, like, they're in on the joke in this one. That whole princess scene is them acknowledging old animated Disney movies and what type of stereotypes and and all that stuff that just keeps reoccurring in every single Disney movie. That, like, that's great when they can poke fun at yourself that way. And I've heard about footage that was screened, I think, at D23 last year from this movie featuring the Disney princesses that stole the show that was not featured in this trailer. Apparently they have some sort of mega fight scene, which I cannot wait to see. <laughs> oh, God. The, the thing I'm... Um, sorry, Paula, that I'm going to say this, but the thing I'm hoping for is that, like, Ray walks by and one's in and they slam the door in her face or something. Uh... <laughs> no, no, get out. You're not a Disney princess. You're not allowed. Um... <laughs> That's that's just a dig for Paula. Yeah, I, hope, <laughs> I, yeah, I hope you're listening. She... <laughs> I was waiting for some sort of Raylo dig too. I thought that was coming. Well, that that is the Raylo dig because she doesn't <laughs> have the burly man to come and save the day for. She can't be member. Have of you the seen Kylo? Crew. He's pretty burly. He's not coming. With <laughs> <laughs> that broad chest, <laughs> with the pants way too high. That 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 yes. is a Disney prince right there. <laughs> it, it actually it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It, it, re- it really does, you know, when you think about it. He's not as pretty as the Disney princess, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've seen that exact same outfit on a couple of them. I'm picturing um, the guy from Little... Well, I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy from Little Mermaid. That's that's what I picture uh, Kylo yeah, Ren's animated counterpart. Yeah. I, I was seeing kind of a mix of Aladdin and uh, John Smith. You know, okay, a mix okay. Of the two. There. Speaking yeah, of that, but like I, I loved when the the princess scene you were talking about when Pocahontas like points the stick, her hair is still flowing in the wind. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, it was still just, doing the yeah, thing. It was exactly doing the Disney princess thing that she does in the movie. It was great. And I think I read too that I think they got, if not all of them, damn near all of them, to come back and voice their characters that were the Disney princesses. Really? Oh, really? Like wow. the original voice actresses for all of them. So like Elsa is Adina Menzel, and uh, I, no, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Disney did princess. Did they get Emma Watson to do Beauty, or did they get the old? No, I think Beauty the original animated uh, movie okay. voice actress. See, I don't know my Disney princesses as well to start rattling off actresses that played them. But so yeah, somebody I'm, might have honestly, to quote me on that. Yeah, but I, I think that's say, what it is. All I've got, all, uh, Emma Watson is Beauty was the only one I had. For the name of it, name of one of them. I'm not even sure who voiced Nala. I can't even go that far. Paula's probably listening uh, to this and yelling at us right now. It's these people. <laughs> these are the names you should know. I'm sorry, Paula. We I can't do it right now. Plus, like and like I said, seeing all this stuff play together, like when they hit the Disney portion of it, and Iron Man flies behind her, and then comes up by his gauntlet on the right hand side. We get a Tie Fighter and an X Wing flying by. We see a Pixar booth. Um, I can't remember what else was it's there. It's kind of like a bunch of stuff that you wish had been able to be in Ready Player One. Yes, like, yes. This is this. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yes, things, it's, this is their answer to like Ready Player One, where where all the Warner Brothers stuff is in Ready Player One, and all the Disney stuff is in this one. And that could be why they didn't let Ready Player One use Disney stuff because they were like, "Well, we got our own thing going with this, so we're not going to worry about it." Yeah. That's probably the case, honestly, is that they were going to do that here, and 
separate it. They freaking had First Order Stormtroopers chasing down Vanellope. Like, come on! That's fantastic! <laughs> and then even, like, the autocorrect guy. Like the like the search oh bar. Yeah. That was great, <laughs> too. To finish the sentence every time. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that was actually really, really funny to me when <laughs> he just keeps spurting out random shit and the guy's like, er... Ergonomics? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because the fact that they put all those, like, inside jokes and stuff in the first Wreck-It Ralph for video games, I can't wait to see what they do inside joke-wise for internet culture in this movie. I feel like that's something they'd have a lot of fun with. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know what the plot of this movie is and the the trailer still doesn't show me what that plot is. And I actually am fine with that. I'm going to see this movie regardless. So as much as they can keep under wraps, I'm cool with that. What is the date on this, by the way? I didn't catch that when I was watching. I don't know if I just missed it or. I want to say sometime in the fall, like November or something, but I am not positive. I will try. Yeah, this is this movie is I think the only one we've talked about so far that I would say this is a must see. Of the ones we've mentioned okay. so far, I would agree. The November twenty first. Okay. This November twenty yeah, first. Yeah, this is this is a hundred percent. I'm going to see this. Yeah. The other ones have been less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. That that animated Spider Man was up there for me, but I have no frame of reference for that. Yeah, that's I'd, just me going that's, in like expecting like an, something good. Yeah, yeah, that's like an eighty percenter. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Lego's probably around the same. Venom's more like fifty. I like where he has that, Andy. I I agree. Um, all right, anything else for for Wreck It Ralph? I think we're all pretty convinced this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got two more to go, and these these are the two that I think I'd, I'm probably most curious to see what you guys think of these, because I think one of them has, has a level of expectation, I think, from it, just based on previous movies in the franchise, and one I've never heard about at all, really, and just looks so weird and interesting that I'm curious what you're taking it. So let's go with weird and interesting. I'm, I'm talking about Mortal Engines. Which, again, I know nothing about this. I think it's based on a book, from what I understand. Um, it seems like it's being marketed as a Peter Jackson movie, but he is not directing this. Um, he helped with the screenplay. It. Yeah, he helped with the screenplay, and he's listed as producer. Um, this is directed by Christian Rivers. Rivers, I guess, worked with Jackson on Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I guess Original he was part of the art department. Uh, both. Okay. Um, he was somewhere in the art department and visual effects, and this is his first big directing job, is this movie. And this seems like a, a daunting task as a first directing job. Yes. Visually, it's pretty fucking stunning. Yeah. It really, and maybe that comes from that art department visual effects background for him. Right. It, it really stands out. Like, and I don't know how to classify it as, it seems like steampunky, but like yeah, anime at the I, same I time. I was going to say steampunky. Like, uh... A post-apocalyptic. I am currently after seeing this trailer because I'm in the same boat. Until I saw this trailer, I knew nothing about it. And I was watching the trailer and I was riding kind of like a roller coaster where it was like, okay, this looks kind of like all the teen (laughs) movies I've seen in the last 15 years. Oh, but then Hugo Weaving's going to be the villain. Yeah, like Divergent. And and... then it's like, oh, it's starting to look more like Twilight. (laughs) Wait, Peter Jackson? Um, 
and and I'm going like this through a trailer. I had no idea Peter. I had nothing on this movie going in. I knew nothing about this trailer or anything. So I'm seeing all this stuff for the first time, and I'm like, "Well, this looks amazing." And yeah, what's that? And then this looks amazing. And oh, okay, they're going that route. And it was, it was a little bit of a roller coaster to where it's like, <laughs> I trust Hugo Weaving to carry a movie, and I trust Peter Jackson producing the movie. And certain elements of yeah. it, like, it visually it looks amazing. The crazy walking machines and all the visual, just every visual that they put out there for you is just awesome. And then the story itself seems like, okay, I feel like I've seen maybe not this direct plot, but I've seen the same plot. Like, maybe not for the same specifics to it, but I've seen the same You Killed My Mother revenge plot in how many movies. Um, right. And I, they, it's going to need something more in-depth to it, I think, to really draw me in like I'm gonna get like I'm almost certainly seeing this in the theater just for the visuals but to to be a good movie I think it's gonna have yeah. some big steps to take to break that mold of another version of the Hunger Games or uh Divergent or any one of those types of movies yeah I was gonna compare it to a couple movies but both of them are sci-fi and one of them I haven't What's seen I've just heard how terrible it is but <laughs> It's like, I feel like this could either end up like the fifth element, oh. or it could end up like okay. Jupiter Ascending. Like, those are the two. <laughs> I'd take somewhere in between okay. and be happy. I, I, I feel like it could go either way. It doesn't look like it's going to be quite as goofy as the fifth element was. Because fifth element had a lot of, like, slapsticky kind of moments to it. That's true, too. I was part, this one looks putting like it more in the spectrum of, like, more seriously. Yeah, I think I was putting it more in the spectrum, like, I like Fifth Element, it's a really good movie, and Jupiter Sending, I've heard so much shitty things about that I haven't even bothered trying to watch it. It was okay. But visually, I think both of them are very, very stunning. Yeah, that's So true. would you say you're hoping for Valerian? Oh, I thought about that one, I feel like that's too. right in the middle. And I... Like, where you know, it's not I haven't as good seen as Fifth Element, too. but it's not as shit as Jupiter Ascending. So, it's kind of in that middle zone. I mean, I want it to be the Fifth Element of this comparison. Like, I want it to be something well, that's really awesome and cool, and something I, I want to repeat... So this is viewing. This is called Mortal Engines. Yes. Yes. See, I I, I keep like associating it with like the Mortal Instruments like team. Yeah, Hanks that happened to me thing. too. Uh, okay, and I'm like, okay. is this is this like the the Bones or Mortal Instruments Bones <laughs> vampire thing? I. <laughs> no, this is where big houses eat little Honestly, houses. Yeah, when, yeah. When, so, when, when he told me to watch the trailer, I thought Mortal Instruments. Yeah, so like I was reading it like there's here. a Mortal Instruments like, the sequel or something. This, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, but, well, like okay. This is Brian's the one where my eyes. This is the preview where like my eyes were wider than all the other ones. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, wow, I'm really intrigued by this. All right, well, I'm glad looks, I surprised you guys with this movie and took cool. you off guard. Uh, you can't go fucking yeah. wrong with Hugo Weaving. He looks awesome. I didn't recognize him at first. No, yeah, that's what I mean. He looks awesome. Then you hear that voice, you're like, holy fuck, it's Hugo Weaving. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. I recognized him instantly. I'm kind of astounded that you guys didn't recognize him just because he had a little bit well, of... Well, because they only flashed but... him 
the first couple of times that okay. there were like like quick shots and whatever <laughs> and then when you actually get like it kind of like zooms in on him like holy fuck it's your wings i had i had the distinct impression i knew the guy from something he yeah. was hiding behind the beard yeah but like okay. andy said as soon as he spoke i was like oh that's who yes that's who it is <laughs> i yeah i I don't know. You can't. You can't slide Hugo Weaving by me. I'm. I'm too much. Like. Like. I'm instantly triggered onto that. Like. Oh. Oh. Holy shit. I feel like he looks like another actor with the beard, and I can't. I don't know enough about the other actor to throw a name out there or find a picture of him. But I know he looks like somebody else with the beard. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna like. What what I was saying was like. The instant I saw Hugo, Hugo Weaving, I took the trailer seriously. I went from like. Okay, what crap's this gonna be? To oh, I need to pay attention now. Just that quick. So yeah, yeah. So Hugo Weaving's featured in the only poster on my wall that's not Star Wars. <laughs> what is it? V for Venda? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 50-50 chance there. Matrix V for Vendetta. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess it could be Lord of the Rings. Uh, third. <laughs> well, to feature him, to actually feature him on the poster, it all would have to be V. Okay. Because I don't feel like Miss Agent Smith is a featured poster for the Matrix. Oh, I'm sure you could have gotten a specific Agent Smith poster. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure that's out there. Um, so the plot of this looks like all of the cities are mobile, and then the biggest fucking city keeps assimil- assimilating <laughs> the other cities. Am I am I guessing the plot correctly? What more or less? Like yeah. It? Okay. I'm I'm guessing Hugo Weaving must be somewhat high up and maybe in charge of this yeah, London did, mobile did, city. I was gonna say, didn't they call it London and it had like a, a huge mm-hmm. like English lion on the front of it and right. too? So So I'm guessing, you know, if you're the ruler of this mobile city, you do what you want and he is conquering the other cities yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um I, I, I took at least a little part of this and it Spoiler if I'm right. I swear to you, I've not read anything about this. I have no idea if it even is a book or anything, or there's a way to know a spoiler. I don't even know. But I'm taking the title Mortal Engines to mean that perhaps the reason he killed this girl's mother is that he needs the energy specifically from her bloodline or something along those lines for some reason to continue living. Maybe he's maintaining himself as an immortal by using a mortal person as a fuel for his engine. Something like that. Okay. As opposed to just the obvious double entendre of the city being an engine and it consuming other mortal cities that are also engines or something. Alright. Yeah, I guess, yeah. If you're going by the title, I could see that. I could I could see where you got that from. I don't. I don't know... Like I'm with you guys. I don't know enough about the the source material because I'm pretty sure it is a book to know what's going on here. I mean, I guess between now and then you have time to read the book. You can try to read the book if you want to. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to the book before what's then or not. The release date on this one. Fuck. 
I should have these release dates ready to it. go because we keep asking about them and I keep forgetting. <laughs> no, you're right. That's not. That is not. <laughs> Coming to you, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the spring of fuck. Where the f- now I can't even fucking find it. Oh wait, release date. Uh, December fourteenth. Okay. So there's a lot coming out December. Spider-Man's December. This is December. It shows a good December, though. No Star Wars this year. To That's true. This. That's probably why it's all dropping there. Mm-hmm. I still need to see Deadpool 2 and Solo. I got to those last week. Both were very good. That's my quick review. Yes. Quick review. Very good. Deadpool, I expected to be good. Solo, I didn't. And it was very good. Oh, okay. So- Solo surprised me. Yeah, I- I'm going into it with pretty low expectations yeah if you see it let me know what you think afterwards okay i think i'm gonna see deadpool 2 first because i think that was out first it was yes so but solo's not making money so it might go away first oh it's not no it is not but we talked about all that last week on the podcast so if you want to listen to our solo review check out next last week (laughs) Um, all right. Spoilers. Uh, There's a lot of yeah. spoilers, which is why There's I a... haven't listened to it. That's fair. Because yeah. I fucking hate spoilers. <laughs> I you give had... you, Andy, you made the spoiler warning, <laughs> so it is clearly defined when we hit the spoilers. Spoiler, Han Solo dies in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they rewrote the whole time when they retconned all of it. They, he dies here. Kylo doesn't actually kill him. That's not Han. It's Han. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, anything else for Mortal Engines? Uh, I think that's about an 80%er for me, too. Okay. So it, so it pleasantly surprised yeah. you guys. You went in not knowing anything about this, and it really hooked you. Well, I went in yeah. I went in thinking a uh, horrible vampire <laughs> teen angst movie and didn't get that, so I'm <laughs> so <did> good. I. <laughs> Plus Hugo Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went in expecting the completely opposite thing from what I got, so... That'll yeah. work. Nice. Yeah, I, I expected a sequel to the Mortal Instruments thing. And I didn't get it, so pleasantly. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, so we got one more to go. I know Andy is itching to get out of here, so we're going to try to do this as quickly as possible. So the last one we got is uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee Tuna? This is, this is Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> this is the first <laughs> Transformers movie that is not directed by Michael Bay. This one is directed by Travis Knight, whose only other directing credit is Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, you know, have you guys seen that movie? I have. I, I, I have really, really enjoyed that, that movie. movie. It was yeah. very good. I will look into it. So yeah, coming off that one to do a Transformers movie seems weird, but I could see it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Mike, I, I would... If you like animated movies, I, I was very, very, very... Um, High on that movie. Impressed. Yes. In fact, at one that, point that, that was on Netflix. That would have, uh, if I had seen oh, it in the year that it came out, it would have been probably top five in my top ten. Mm. It definitely would have supplanted a movie at least. Yeah, I did see it after the fact. I caught it late too. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was really impressed. Um, other Transformers movies. How much have you seen? How much have you not seen? I haven't seen the last two or three. What are they on? Like twelve? Uh, f- <laughs> five, like five or six. The last one. Five. The last one I saw was the one with the Dino Bots, and it was 
trash. That's four. That was. Uh, four so you saw scenes. most of them. Yeah, you've just missed one. God damn it! Same as me. <laughs> I yeah, I, I didn't see the last night or whatever. It was oh called. yeah, the the night one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. At least I don't think. You know what? I might have watched <laughs> that, and I just don't remember it. Like I feel like I did, but I can't remember anything about it or decipher the difference between that and any of the other Transformers movies in my head. Yeah, so and that happens. Certain. I I can I can tell you I've I've seen all of them, and I I'm in the same boat. I don't know which one's which anymore. I can't figure it out. They all blend together. Neither one is concerned about what the other one did previously. They just make another movie and hope you forget half the shit that you've seen before. So it it all works out. Yeah, they they lost me when they had the giant um, transformer turned into that gigantic construction transformer that had the huge fucking nuts. Yeah, you mean the mighty Morphin Transformer? Yeah. That's that's Michael Bay humor at his finest. Yep, transformer nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yep, transformer because, nuts. Because uh, Autobots and Decepticons totally need testicles. Oh yeah, giant metal wrecking ball one. I mean, if you're going to go big, I mean, it's well, got to yeah. be Wrecking Balls. Um, Only makes sense. Any, uh, the other, I mean, the previous Transformers movies get a, get a lot of hate. Is there any of them, like, that you even enjoy watching a little bit, or you just, oh, the first all one. Crap? I mean, I like the first one. Yeah. Okay. I, I can somewhat agree with that. Even so much so to the extent that I'm hoping that we get a Sam Witwicky uh, cameo somewhere at the end of this. I doubt Shia is going to be up for it, but well, I know. think this one Bumblebee seems like it takes place in the eighties ish, so I don't know if Sam Wiki was born yet. Hmm, good point. Yeah, this um, is technically like a prequel. Yeah, I know it's a prequel. I just hadn't thought of that in terms of just hoping to see Shia LaBeouf doing something ridiculous. We could see we could see Baby Shia, so they don't actually have to get Shia, but you could say there it's Sam Wiki. Yes. Can he say they could just reference it like in a hospital or something like, "Oh, the Witwicky baby needs attention." Yeah. Did he have a uh, a Nike Just Do It shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wrap the baby in. It's, it's just do oh, it. Oh, that'd be great. Do it. Just, oh. That was like my favorite oh, gift ever for like an entire month. I was just sending that to everybody, no matter what. I I I couldn't get enough of it. Um, all right. So, what do we think of the Bumblebee trailer? I'm intrigued to actually go and see a Transformers movie for the first time from seeing a trailer in quite a while. I was impressed by the trailer enough that it didn't look like a Transformers movie. Yeah, okay. Other than the Transformer, obviously, being in there. Um, it seemed to have a different tone. Alright. That can all change, of course, yeah. you know, like with the actual movie itself, but... The trailer did not have a Transformers tone. Yeah, uh, and, and I like the fact that it seems to have um, calmed down how many Transformers they keep introducing into the series because yeah. I, I find that it's it's hard to keep up with who's who, who and and how they're you know transitioning stuff from you know like the old cartoons and comics to to the to the movies. So well, I think I feel like, like this, that's it's something just centric around Bumblebee, and I hope that he's one. If not, maybe he'll have like a antagonist Transformer or something like that. But I hope well, it seems like I think Starscream is in there too. 
from that's the the airplane one. And you know what? If they uh, Starscream is one of the better Decepticons, so if they just had those two in it, I'd be very much happy. And I think that's what they have to do is minimize it because yes. if you have that like a whole shit ton of Transformers in this movie, it kind of negates them showing up in the first Transformers movie, which takes place twenty years later or whatever. Right. So that you know, but again, these movies have not been worried about continuity before, so I wouldn't put them past them to have a shit ton of Transformers in here, and suddenly they all leave after this movie, and then they come back again in, in the other Transformers movies. But yeah, I'm with you. I think two transform what one good, one bad Transformer, and you're good. That's yeah. it. I yeah, think, I think that's all we need. Now I don't know. To me, this the little bit we get of the story, like a girl in her car really mirrors, I think, Sam Witwicky in his car, like a boy in his car, the way the first Transformers sets up. So I don't know what's going to set this story apart from the first Transformers movie. It almost just seems like a redo. You know, so, I, well, we might not a get a bit. We might not get a Witwicky, but you know what would be fun? A younger John Totoro. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Them developing Sector 7 or yeah, whatever that was yeah, called. Yeah, would that not be awesome? That yeah, I bet that, you it's John that would Cena. Be kind of I cool. bet you John Cena is him. <laughs> you know, that was something I was waiting for, like, in the trailer. As soon as John Cena pops up, I was seeing that meme in my head where it's just, <laughs> John Cena! John Cena! <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, oh, by the way, we got John Cena. Or whatever that music is in place. Like, that went through my head as soon as he popped up. You can't see me, the time is now. <laughs> and I think it had a different tone even still than Sam and Bumblebee did though. Okay. It had it seemed to me like Bumblebee was much more uh, what's the t- like it seemed like the relationship was going to get more development. Yeah. As opposed to just Bumblebee shows up and protects Sam and then Bumblebee says something and moves along and protects him again. Yeah, okay. This it one seemed, seemed like a little bit more actual friendship. heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've like seen a, it. a non-conflict. Yeah, it seemed like there was an actual bond being made without their having now, how, to, how yeah. close of a bond because I started seeing people compare this to like Shape of Water. <laughs> King Kong, <laughs> and, Peter Jackson, and then King there Kong. is a shot of like her underwater with Bumblebee, so it was like yeah, really, no, that, really shape why, of like, water. Yeah, hopefully she I, had her tetanus shot. I really don't want to go that route. <laughs> that wasn't his arm that fell out of the bottom of the car in the beginning of the trailer. That was something else entirely. <laughs> and those weren't his eyes lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There's nowhere for you to go from here. Try recovering it now. I, you know, no, I'm not, no, no, there, there's no trying to recover that. That's just, wow. Yeah, so we, again, we will, we, we will see how deep this bond goes. I think there is a little bit more there. I, I believe, right now I feel like I believe her with Bumblebee more than Sam Witwicky and Bumblebee. Like, the, like you're right, I think there is more of a friendship and a bond there. So you mean, you mean you weren't you weren't sold on Shia's acting? Hey, you know he he gets really enthusiastic with a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean he's good at acting. <laughs> and for a while, I was really good. I really liked his shtick, but by the second or third Transformers movie, you're like, okay, I'm done with you. Let's try something else. He can blink and twitch his head a little bit. Yeah. Um. Um. What do you guys think of the look of Bumblebee? Because that was definitely, I think. Uh, Grant, I'm not really a Transformers guy. I rely on Romano and Eric for that kind of thing. But 
I, from what I understand, this is more G1 Transformers than the Camaro that we get in the other Transformers. I mean, he looks good. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 from what I could tell, that it looks like they've done a good job with the, the CG. Yeah, even the, I think even the design of the car, like the bug, I think I like too. That he, he even seems a little bit smaller, I think. And maybe yeah, it's just the way they does, shot him. He does but... look a little smaller. I think he was hunched in the garage, you know? And that could so be too, think... yeah. But it, it also could just be they wanted him to appear smaller to not be as intimidating and something along those lines. Right. Or to be more vulnerable, perhaps. Uh, and I think the other thing to keep in mind too is I think this is another um, December movie, if I remember right. Yeah, December 21st. So this is another one. It's December. They're going Christmas on that one because they can because no Star Wars. So yeah. This is the Christmas movie that they're praying is going to make a ton. Because somehow Transformers movies still make bank. Not here. At least the last couple have not no, made not money either. here. It's all overseas. But yeah, there's definitely an audience for them out there. I mean, like you said, I think out of the other Transformers movies, this one I'm definitely looking forward to more than the previous ones that have come out. This actually seems like there might be something there and make it interesting. And just the fact that it's not Michael Bay, I've been wanting to see what someone else besides Michael Bay can do with the Transformers movie. Is, that, is he producing it? Uh, that's a good question as well. I just had. The I'm sure he got himself credited there and paid some way somehow for this. Movie. Yeah, he might just be there in name only. I th- I'm almost positive he stepped away after five. Just he has other shit that he wants to do, and started making other movies. For God's sakes, make a Bad Boys three with him. That's all I want. He is listed as producer. Okay. Yes. You know, I, he he produced uh, Black Sails. I don't know if you guys watched that at all, but uh, I watched two seasons of it, and I mean that's a pretty damn good show. Well, the other thing to keep in mind with this movie is that Steven Spielberg is still list- listed as executive producer. Oh, so. okay. So he's also producing. Nice. Well, again, I don't know how much of this is in name only, like since they've been attached to the franchise since the first one came out, if they just put their name on it every time they do a Transformers movie. Yeah, they they add to their resume. Yeah, just more or it. less. And it's also the, the, the studio saying, put Spielberg's name on it. It'll yeah. Right, yeah. Um, all right, anything else for this one? Otherwise, the last question I'll leave you guys with, and I think we sort of covered it as we were going. Um, but out of the trailers we covered, which one are you most looking forward to? Wreck-It Ralph Wreck-It breaks Ralph. the internet. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're actually all in agreement for that one. I think that's the one that I, I would agree as well. I think Spider-Man is a close second. I think the Into the Spider-Verse is a close second for me. I would say the second for me is Mortal Engines. Okay. Hmm. I was going to put that at my number three out of the out of the six. You know, I, I'll still go with Venom being my second. Um, you crazy even though I, I'm, riding on the I'm on no, I'm on board with you guys on not seeing it in the theater and trying to help the Spider-Man in the, in the long run. I'm still digging the way it feels, though. Like I actually think they made, they the made a feels. really good. Uh-huh, that's <laughs> what she said. Um, uh, but I, I, I think they either made a really good trailer or this isn't going to be half bad. And a not half bad Venom actually has me kind of excited. Okay. But I I can get on board with boycotting the theater on it. At least. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Any closing thoughts from you guys? We're, we're gonna wind it down. Nope. Fantastic. 
All right. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. Uh, hopefully you can find us now on Google Play for all you Android listeners out there. Hopefully you can review us there too. So check that out or share, subscribe, favorite, wherever you can listen to us at. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook, search Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that type of stuff through Facebook. That's probably the best place to reach us. Uh, you can also try emailing us, Friends at gmail.com or at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. I check those like once a month, if you're lucky. You're better off checking us through Facebook. But those there are, those avenues are available if you would like to. I'm just going to start texting you on those. Don't do that because I won't. it's hard enough to get in touch with you as it is. If you start sending them there, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. On behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.